Greetings, heroes, and thank you for answering the Summoner's Call. Presented by the Gamers Inn, this is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes and the Fire Emblem franchise. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me, as always, my co-host, Eddie. How's it going, Eddie? Uh, not too bad. Been a bit of a crazy week, as a bunch of the sites we use for details have been, uh, let's just say, politely slacking. <laughs> or yeah. pulling back on their Heroes coverage. Yes, well. it's uh, it's it's kind of happened all at once, and I know um, we definitely noticed Serene's Forest has has pulled back a bit, and I I thought maybe it was because the banner launched on Friday, we were heading into a weekend, we're recording on a Monday, um, but it still hasn't been posted, uh, and for Game Press they have I I didn't know this, but they had an I sent the notice to you, but they had a notice that um, they were going to be cutting not cutting back but uh trimming back their analysis of units um but they still don't have the new heroes up either uh so yeah it's uh it's interesting it's i mean it's in line with what you know a choice we made at the start of the year to kind of not read the skills you know verbatim from from the descriptions uh and yeah the game's been around for 6 years so it's been a long long time i think as of the post which i thought was from march but it was actually from february had noted that there was like 916 heroes in the game which is it's more now because that post is six weeks old <laughs> yep so i'm sure if you look in your catalog you can get an accurate number there but true under catalog 932 heroes we're up to well there you go see like it's it they are constantly adding new content and uh of course uh, Serene's Forest and Game Press would both have stats on their end to, to show how how the content is doing and how it's engaged. So, um, but yeah, uh, it we'll obviously keep an eye on it. It it has no bearing on the way we've pivoted our show and how we we talk about the heroes because of course the skills details are still listed in uh, both in game and in the uh, announcement trailers that get posted by Nintendo. So. No harm there, but uh, it is it is a bit sad to see. Uh, it is a bit sad to see, for sure. I'm still enjoying the game, though, so I'll keep going. Exactly, exactly. Same here, still enjoying it, still uh, still pumping orbs into summoning and all that fun stuff, so lots to do. Um, but, Eddie, let's talk, about, uh, let's talk about those banners. The banners running right now are the weekly Revival banners 13 and 53. We've got a Hall of Forms revival as well going into the 23rd. Willful Rabbits Special Hero Revival until the 24th. Legendary and Mythic Hero Remix 1 and 2 until the 26th. That's two separate banners. Tempest Trials going into the 16th. Familial Festivities Special Heroes Revival goes into the 29th. New Heroes and Rearmed Tana goes until the 6th of April. And Spring Eternal alongside that one. Until the six. Now, Eddie, how did you do on some summoning over the last couple of weeks? Me being me, of course, I summoned on the Easter banner and got everyone from it because, you know, I like to have all the special heroes. On the Tana banner, I only summoned a little. I actually checked earlier and realized I hadn't used up all of my um, free summon tickets yet. Uh, but I did get a four-star Vanessa and a Tana from there. Um, I'm probably going to at least do that last ticket but i'm not sure if i'm going to bother worrying about going all the way up to the spark very good uh you know i I, for me as i mentioned last episode have a bunch of orbs stored up and and still sitting 
you know, around 650 or so. And, uh, but I did feel like spending some of those. So that's why you may say, oh, like uh, it was higher last, last episode. Well, uh, I did some summoning on the spring special heroes banner, managed to get, uh, Ash and Triandra on my way to a spark. I have not sparked yet. So I'm strategically going to subscribe to the Fey pass, uh, probably in the, well, I'll have to in the coming days. Um, cause I think Lynn is done in about four days. As of this recording, only if you want the Lynn do you have to worry about it. Yes, yes exactly. Leave the twenty fourth is when it switches over yeah. to Pala. Yes, that's true. Yeah, uh, but um, anyways, I'll, I'll likely spark for the duo hero on the banner, and then on the new banner, uh, I'll be looking to summon uh, rearm Tana. And uh, on the way to that spark, I did. I, I haven't gotten all the way to the spark because, as you said, there's still some free tickets to earn but uh i did get a five star and four star version of vanessa so that's what i've gotten so far okay well um not a ton going on for the rest of the month uh we do have the hero rises banner and free hero dropping next couple days i believe on the 22nd uh also we have the next legendary hero releasing on the 31st so and those days should now that, uh, you know, Daylight Savings has hit, should now be in line with our, when they actually release for us, because it's now 3 a.m. instead of 2 a.m. Very good. Well, uh, speaking of upcoming stuff, uh, Eddie had uh, sort of hinted at this, but our next Resplendent Hero will be Paula uh, Eldest White Wing, starting on March 24th for Fay Pass subscribers. You'll be able to add Paula in Yulsulfheimer armor to your heroes collection. So there you go. I did not look up a pronunciation before that, so hopefully I did it justice. But uh, yeah, some more book four. Yep, sounds good to me. Uh, as we mentioned in the summoning, we have the Spring Eternal banner, the new special heroes. Hopping in is the yearly bunny banner. I mean, Easter banner. I mean, uh, Spring banner. And as usual, it is a grab bag with Bernadette and Ash from Three Houses, Triandra from Book Four, as well as Freya, who joins Carla as a harmonic hero, and Michaelis joins on the Tempest Trial, continuing the White Wind ch- Wing Chain, possibly finishing it because I can't think of where they would go next. Having brought, you know, the three White Wings, uh, Minerva and Maria already in, hmm. so. Maybe they'll just start over. Just go right back to, <laughs> to the beginning. They'll do, uh, they'll I do mean, the, the trio that'd again. That'd be an odd, odd choice, seeing as they, you know, have so many units to go through. Well, you never know. You never know. We'll have to see next year what theme they pick up on. But They could find someone else in that game to pick for the next ch- part of the chain. Just someone connected to Michaelis that I'm not thinking of. But Yeah, I'm not sure. We'll see. Uh, but our first hero this year is Bernadetta Late Hibernator. It's none It's none other than Bernadetta from the Black Eagle House wearing her new outfit for the Spring Festival. Bernadetta arrives from Three Houses as a uh, blue bow cavalry hero wielding Bow of Repose. Uh, it's very fitting to Bernadetta's character. She has an escape route 4, which enables Canto 1 if her HP is not at full strength. So she takes any sort of damage and she's out gone which yeah like you said is very fitting for her because her um unique skill was 
she hits harder if she's injured. So, if I recall correctly, so something that triggers off of her being injured makes sense for her. Mm-hmm. For sure. But, yeah, I really appreciate when they're able to uh, to bring in like the the real world game, not real world game, but you know, like the game they're from and kind of adapt their skills or adapt their personality into their skills. So that's really neat. A neat touch. Yep. Uh, also the next unit on the banner is Triandra, the sunlit nightmare from book four. Triandra gets a bunny out here as a colorless flying tome dancer user with her unique dance skill as an assist, uh, which I forgot what exactly that one was labeled. It's, um, Frightful Dream, and uh, she has a Tier 4 version of the Firestorm dance skill in her B-slot that has Kanto on it. So give me the ability to jump out after using that skill. Very good. Uh, Well, next we have Ash Budding Chivalry. Uh, Ash from the Blue Lion House has come to join the Spring Festival. Uh, From Three Houses is the four-star hero on the banner. and is a red dagger flying hero wielding bunny's egg plus uh again being the four star hero not not a whole lot to talk about here but uh and then we have the duo hero on the banner yes yeah, so that is carla with freya spring revelries or rep is it revelries or reveries reveries okay For some reason i thought it said revelries carla gets another alt and is joined by freya as a harmonic hero with a harmonized skill that boosts Special cooldown and gives attack plus six and resonance blade to allies from their titles. They also come with flow and trace skill that Alfred had and a couple of other tier four skills. Hmm. Uh, so Carla, so which, so Carla's from blazing blade, right? So another like sort of standing out with the rest of the heroes because we don't have another blazing. Is it the only blazing blade on the, I guess McCallus? Uh, well, yeah, but McCallus is also, um, only one from his game. Right. Right. So it's a bit of, like the spring banner is usually a grab bag, is it not? Yeah. But they still love three houses, which since I guess Engage hasn't been out long enough to be the new favorite, it is the, um, much more it is, you know, still the favorite, you know, three houses is still the favorite child, if you want to call it that. Yeah. <laughs> So. No, that makes sense. Uh, well, you know what? That um, is not going to do it just yet for the Spring Heroes because we do have, as mentioned, Macallus, Fruiting, Ambition. Continuing with the White Wing uh, Sisters trend, we've got a surprise guest coming to the Spring Festival. Uh, Macallus, the ever-collecting King of Macedon, uh, is here to steal the show with his fabulous festival outfit. McCallus was available as the Tempest Trials hero of the banner and is a uh, is a lance flying hero wielding hairs lance plus. Uh, of note is his skill uh, Iot's shield, which protects this flying unit from archers by neutralizing the effective against flying bonuses. So that's pretty rad that uh, a free unit has that protection. I'm sure there's other precedents for this, but yes. And for those who either weren't paying attention earlier or don't remember, the White Wing sisters were Pala, Est, and Katria. But their leader, the White Wing is the name of their group as Pegasus Knights, and their leader was Minerva. And Minerva's sister, or Minerva is sister to Michalis. 
and her other sister is Maria. Uh, Michalis was a villain in Binding Blade, or not Binding Blade, um, Shadow Dragon, uh, but Minerva and Maria joined your team, and you ended up fighting Michalis. So that is how he is connected to the White Wing sisters, which is why, as far as I'm aware, we have both of his siblings in the entire trio. So don't know who else they would go to from here if they can wanted wanted to continue the trend next year. Yeah, but sounds like they've probably uh, they probably mined that one as best they can. Yep, so they could opt to switch over to. I mean, I don't know how, but. You know, I don't know who they would use to connect them in Gaiden, or they could do another sister trio. Maybe do the um, Binding or Blazing Blade trio. You know? Yeah. Yeah, if they want to go that do route. What are... sister trio would last them another at least three years, if not a full six, if they can branch it out like they did. <laughs> yeah. That's what they're working on right now. How do we? How do we keep this up? How do we keep going with this trend? Or they could just Continue jumping around Shadow Dragon. Yes. Yeah, they could. They could. Um, well, you know what? We're not going to jump to Shadow Dragon. We're going to actually jump to Sacred Stones because we have the next banner we're going to talk about, which is New Heroes and Rearmed Tana. And I realize I've kind of jumped back and forth. Is it Tana or Tana? Like, it's probably Tana, right? I should I should have looked that up I earlier. I think I usually say Tana in my head, but I don't. I, I guess it could be either. Yeah, at the end yeah. of the day, though, we should probably, uh, we, we, you and I <laughs> should just, uh-huh. it's t- Tana sounds, Tana doesn't sound right. Tana sounds, sounds, sounds better. So we'll go with Tana. Um, but yes, for the latest new heroes, we return to Sacred Stones as we welcome newcomers, uh, Gilliam, Serene, Vanessa, and Vigard as the grand hero battle unit, uh, plus a returning Tana as a rearmed hero. Ah, yes. The first one is Gilliam, Wall of Silence, an armored knight from Frelia. Gilliam joins as a blue armored lance unit. Of note, he has a unique weapon in his Frelian lance and a tier 4 version of Vengeful Vengeful Fighter. Mm -hmm. I don't know if the Frelian lance is inheritable. I don't think so. But since we don't have the um, game press thing, I can't tell for sure if it's inheritable. Yeah. Well... I will uh, continue my trend of of basically anytime I see that they've taken like that traditional Fire Emblem armor and sort of like adapted it into the art of Fire Emblem heroes. I always like that. So this is another one of those instances where you have like the soldier armor that's been brought over. And I think they do a really good job and it it looks super cool. So um, I like it. I don't I I, I'll be honest. I don't remember most of these uh, units from the game. I know we played Sacred Stones (laughs) for this show. Do you remember Gilliam? Yep. Uh, vaguely, I think he's. I uh, think essentially when you escape to Frelia, he for some reason I remember Vanessa, but not Serene, join you to like as sent by thing to help or to go with Innis, who helps you out or something. And Tana chases after you. Mm-hmm. I forget. It's been a while. I think he was one of the limited amount of help that the Frelian king offered. Whether Ennis was part of it or not, it's been so long. It's been a while. It so. has been a while. Yeah. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll get back to it uh, and be able to refresh our memories when uh, Nintendo eventually adds it to the Game Boy Advance Nintendo Switch Online. But uh, 
we have a whole Fire Emblem game to get to before that. So, because uh, they have confirmed Blazing Blade, the GBA one. So, what do you mean they confirmed the GBA Blazing Blade? I missed that. Yes. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, but how did they? Con- I'm confused. <laughs> oh, you're confused. Sorry. No. Um, they in the uh in when they announced the GBA for Nintendo Switch Online. Oh, that's what you meant. Okay. Yeah, they had like a, and here's the games to come. I thought you were talking about they had confirmed a um, remake or something, but no. now you're talking about coming to the GBA for Nintendo Online Plus. Oh, we would have yes. we would have bumped our Out Realm Gate segment again for sure if they had done that, but uh, yeah, we didn't. We didn't bump it. Don't worry, everybody. We're going to talk about it this week. Um, yes, no, no remake as of this recording, but you never know. Maybe, maybe <laughs> we'll see. Uh, but we're going to talk about Serene, uh, graceful rider. Serene is the leader of the third Pegasus Knight battalion of Frelia, a kingdom on the continent of Magville, a gentle, intelligent knight. Serene is a popular figure who her female friends and subordinates often turn to for advice. Serene was tasked with caring for Tana, uh, Tana when the princess was a new Pegasus Knight. Now the two of them are just like sisters. Uh, Cyrene is a sword-flying hero-wielding Frelian blade. So we have... Um, here's another uh, uh, set of Pegasus Knights we could probably go with. It, are there three of them? That's the question. I don't know if there's a third. I thought they actually were sisters based on the um, uh, forging bonds. Um, but I don't know for sure if they are actual sisters or just like sisters. Uh, but... They might be another trio. Um, well, you got Tana would be the third one. Then they're not actual sisters, because I'm pretty sure these two are not. They're not but, sisters, um, no, but they're like sisters. Yeah. But I thought Vanessa and Serene were actual sisters. No. Like related sisters. Does not look that way. Okay, that's what the um, forging bonds led me to believe. Mm. Uh, but I was looking it up. Gilliam and Vanessa joined in Chapter 1 as help from... Frelia, along with Mulder and Franz, a cavalier. Cyrene is a late game addition, uh, joining in chapter 17 if you either keep her alive or talk to her. So they do all join. I just didn't remember them all. As you said, it was a while ago. So uh, last, uh, or not last, but next on the banner, we do have, as mentioned, Vanessa, the four-star unit, another Pegasus Knight from Frelia. Uh, Vanessa joins the game as a blue lance flyer with the usual four-star unit skill list, i.e. nothing special. Uh, but she does have a new weapon called an upfront lance, which should be inheritable. inheritable. Uh, not 100% sure, but... Yeah, not too sure. Okay, so she is actually, as I thought, she is actually the younger sister of Cyrene. It doesn't specify whether she there's a third sister or not. Hmm. But Oh, you're right. So Vanessa is Cyrene's older sister. Yep. No, Cyrene is Vanessa's older sister. And her Pegasus is named Titania. Right, right. I read that. Which we'll see later in, uh, whatchamacallit, Path of Radiance as a character. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. So uh, they are actually sisters. I, I, I'm looking at the, so I'm looking at Cyrene and it's like, Oh, you know what? That's my fault. I read this wrong. She looks up to her sister, Cyrene. I thought, and then before for Tana, it's, or Tana, it's Cyrene's like an older sister to her. 
I wish I wish Sacred Stones stuck to my brain a little bit more like the other Fire Emblem games, but unfortunately Sacred Stones is one of them that um doesn't. Maybe it's the way we played it and we you know, week to week <laughs> that kinda yeah. stretched it out. But um Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Uh well, you know what? Let's uh let's save ourselves here and let's talk about uh Rearm Tana, Soaring Princess. Tana is the princess of Frelia, a kingdom on the continent of Magvel, and it looks like she's arrived equipped with a brand new weapon. Tana is a bow-flying, rearmed hero wielding arcane Nastrand. Soaring wings allows her to warp to a nearby ally within two spaces and also enables Kanto uh, 1, which makes her a very mobile glass cannon. And I, I kind of address that to it because you know, you've got the bow flying unit she doesn't have iot shield so she is still susceptible to bows being a flying unit but um i like i remember when they first introduced flying bow units in the game way back in the day and i thought that was such a, a neat concept and they've obviously had more since then but uh you know now you have uh i, I speaking specifically about like the newest farm game with engage where you can have, and, and the game strongly suggests you do this, but you can have like the flying unit paired with um, an emblem. Uh, I mean, they're in the trailers, the emblem being Lynn, who's a bow user and then can give a flying unit a bow. And I mean, I can't think of any other examples. I'm sure there might be, there might be, but um, it's, it's, well, of course there is. In Fates, I believe there was a flying unit that could naturally use a bow. Yes. I think it was an advanced class. And you know what? My brain, like, you know, was was uh, was blocking out, and then I remembered, of course, Claude being a bow wielding yep. flying unit. Claude as well, <laughs> which should be the most obvious one, considering Three Houses is is well, it's a, a main lord in the game. Uh, yeah, there's no excuse. I guess my brain is just it's on it's on Monday time, but uh, yeah, rearm Tana. You can uh, you can summon her on the banner right now, and. Um, Get a new weapon for one of your uh, one of your other characters. Yep, and then you get still get to keep her around, which is the nice thing about rearmed units that I like. Uh, the last unit uh, coming with this banner, but not on the banner, is Vigard, Silent Emperor, the Emperor of Grado, a well-loved man, lost his life before the start of Sacred Stones, and Leon's inability to accept this started the whole chain of events uh, for that game. He joins as a heroes as a blue armored lance unit with nothing of note, willing a new inheritable weapon called a protection pike plus. So very good. Oh yes. Yeah. So this is the um This is Leon our fight. lion's father. Right. Uh, you do fight him. He's essentially uh Fomortis uh convinces Leon that he can bring his father back after his father dies unexpectedly. Uh and he does, but as a Essentially, shambling corpse, walking shambling corpse, right? Uh, kind of similar to the concept of the corrupted that you're fighting in Engage. Yes, yeah, I do but, remember that from Sacred Stones. That was a uh, that was one of those moments where it was like you've you've got more than just you know the uh, laughing evil typical Fire Emblem you know bad guy. It's there's a there's a lot more going on here. Obviously, there is still the clearly evil laughing bad guy in, in behind it all. And then I think it ends up being a dragon as well for Mortis is a dragon, I, I yep. believe. Um, but yeah, no, no, he's considered a, he's only considered a dragon heroes because they didn't know how to label what he really is. 
Yeah. No, I'm joking. Yes, he is a dragon. Of course he's a dragon. <laughs> that They're is always standard for Fire Emblem. At least in engages like they don't even Well, if Three Houses did it as well, although like, you know, not to get into all the different paths in Three Houses, but there was the Divine Dragon, but like she was only bad in some of the some of the paths. So um anyways. I mean, yeah, it's, there's always a divine dragon and a fell dragon, almost always. Yes. You know, there's usually a dragon that helps humans and tries to kill them. You know? Exactly. And it seems to fluctuate whether the reasoning behind it. Sometimes it's the fell dragon went mad for some reason or another. Some reason, sometimes it's just, nope, they were evil all the time, as far as we know. Yep. Well, you know, speaking of a divine and fell dragon, let's head into the Eltrealm Gate here because we are going to talk spoilers for Fire Emblem Engage uh, up to chapter 10 slash the completion of chapter 10 slash 11. And if um, if you have finished those chapters, you know why we bundled them. If you haven't and you want to avoid spoilers, you can jump out now. We're just going to be talking about spoilers, and then we will end the show. So uh, if, if you've listened before, you know the outro. But if you have played Fire Emblem Engage and want to hear our thoughts, uh, I know we're about, what, the game's been out for two months? So, um, yeah. I think two months as of today. Exactly. So uh, you've had plenty of time to get through Chapter 10 slash 11, and we have pushed this uh, concept a couple times. So let's get into it. Spoilers start now. Um like obviously we've talked about mechanics we've talked about some characters we meet at the beginning of the game especially those that have been introduced in fire emblem heroes but as the game progresses um you realize that uh the fell dragon is is being reborn or has been reborn it's it it's hard to say whether like they haven't gained full strength or something i'm I'm trying to remember I don't know if we know for sure whether they're reborn fully, have been reborn or not yet, but we know they're putting, I mean, I think we suspect they have, which is why the Corrupted start appearing, uh, because um, Alir, your character, awakes, and you first thing you encounter is a couple Corrupted in the Holy Land or the Sacred Land, and that has not been seen before, so something weird's going on, and... In typical Fire Emblem fashion, your mother character gets killed. You meet your mother and she gets killed, but you don't remember her because you have memory loss, another standard trope, or semi-standard. Then you're going to collect the rings to seal away the Fell Dragon. Also, I think we knew that this was going to be happening because every 1,000 years the uh, rings can grant their wish, which is when we need to relock away the Fell Dragon. Allegedly. Mm-hmm. So we suspected it was coming, but I guess it's maybe been accelerated because he got summoned early or something. But I'm, I don't remember correct. I don't remember exactly, but I know like yeah. the way the game is sort of set up. It's very much like your your awakening means something. Something bad is probably going to happen. Um, I have a couple of nice, quick, early chapters learning the skills, yeah. uh, fighting your mother and then. In typical Fire Emblem fashion, she dies. Yeah, uh, she. So there's a bit of an invasion, and uh, she tries to defend you, as far as I remember, yeah. and and she ends up being killed. Yes. But the reasoning behind that is she's kind of like, since you've awoken, she's been transferring her power to you. I believe. I think while you were sleeping, she. Was oh, while you were her sleeping, yes. You. Right. Yes. 
So and, um, the attack is because you have six of the rings there at the castle. Uh, essentially, she has one, you have one, and then there are four in a chamber. And the bad guys come to steal all the rings, but only get the four in the chamber. Mm-hmm. And you start with Marth and Sigurd. Yeah, and then the idea from there is to essentially try to get the rings that are in the control of yes. allied territories. And I think the first one is Farinay, where you're going? Yes. Yeah. You go to Farinay first, and um, there you get the uh, Selica ring, ring of the Caring Princess. Right. From Selene? Selene uh, has it when you meet her. Uh, it's in charge of Farinay. Uh, but Selene has it because uh, Illusia has attacked the castle uh or has attacked Firene and Ev uh Celine and Alfred's mother uh sent Celine out to keep the ring safe and uh let Alfred know that Illusia is attacking the castle. So right. and then you find out surprisingly, which you know if you had done math you would have realized at least one or two countries had to have it, uh Firene has a second ring, which is the Micaiah ring. Yes, yeah, and um, <laughs> and when you get the you get the Makai ring, it's actually I can't remember if it was. See, this is why I kind of wanted to play the game again before we got a chance. And I played some, but I'm terrible with character names. And I want to say the character starts with a Y. Yes, Yunaka starts with a Y. Right, Yunaka. So she has the ring, or no? I can't remember in that map. Like, does she find the ring? She is. Traveling through the area, the ring calls to her. She picks it up, and then she gets robbed by a bunch of fellow bandits, fellow thieves. I mean, uh, she's definitely a suspicious character and is a thief in-game. But, you know, you don't find out her true... You know, you don't technically find out her true thing until a couple uh, support conversations later on. But she definitely has, like, when... She, in that she finds map. a ring in like the first uh, state, first thing of that one. Uh, you go up and get the ring from a bad guy, and she wields it from during that map, mm-hmm. which also introduces us to the f- most favorite thing of all Fire Emblem series: Fog of War maps. Oh God! Yeah, and I guess Micaiah has like a specific power to combat uh, Fog of War. Essentially, thief characters automatically get full view during Fog of War maps, like seven seven th- tiles, as opposed to like the two or three tiles that other people get. So, and then the other option is torches and or skills that do it. And Micaiah's skill shine also lights up an area for a time, like a torch. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. It like. And then, like as the as the game continues, like I think you you are starting to pick up steam. I think there's a fun moment. So, Yunaka obviously has this personality, like um, one of those over the top personalities, like uh, in Fire Emblem, and I think her catchphrase, which has been a big fan favorite in in the Discord, which is "Hiya Papaya." It's one of the first things she says to you. <laughs> um, yep. And uh, it was delightful. I was like, okay, yes, Yunaka is going to be one of my favorite characters. Um, you know, she's a good character, and she's fun uh, with her overly cheery personality, which is clearly just an act that she lets slip. But she is yeah. a fun character. 
Um, also, along the way to getting Yanaka, if you want, you get two paralogs where you can pick up not one, but two child units in Jean and this game's Anna. Right. Uh, Jean is sort of, would that be considered like the Donald of this game? Yeah, like he... Jean is definitely the Donald of the game. Anna's Anna, so her special, her unique skill is uh, money related. Of course uh, it is. Based on her luck, whenever she defeats an opponent, she gives you 500 gold, or she gets 500 gold. Jean is the Donald with the underdog type special skill, which has a flat 10% boost to all his level ups. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And, um, and then in the next chapter that we meet, it's, uh, it's all crest who yep. all confronts Crest's you at the border. Is... Right. Yes. And he's like all shooting bows at you. The next one won't miss type thing. The second he finds out you're the divine dragon, he is like a groveling mess. <laughs> yes. Uh, and I believe that was Alcris, Lapis, and Citrine. Citrine, yeah. And uh, and that's his character. Like that's I I I do believe oh, yeah. as you go further on, he he um, for story reasons uh, gets a bit. He doesn't. He doesn't. He's he lacks has severe lack of self confidence. Right. He doesn't believe in his own abilities. He's a decent fighter, decent at most things. His father and brother believe in him, tell him he's de- he's good enough, but he doesn't believe he even deserves to be the second prince, and he's never going to live up to Diamant, his brother. And, you know, he just has severe self-confidence issues. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, but I do find that, like, he is a very solid archer unit. Like, probably... Oh, yeah, the, he is quite know. a good archer unit, and his... Um, uh, his skill that he gets for his unique class is quite useful. I believe he gets Luna while Diamond gets Soul. And when Luna triggers, it can smack the crap out of some of the enemies. Yeah. You know, like, even if he's supposed to do zero damage, if Luna triggers, he can smack him really hard, especially if it crits while he trigger while it triggers. So. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, uh, and this whole moment in the game is, um, I'm trying to remember, like, uh, they, we we have an alliance with the kingdom, uh, the kingdom of might, yes, as they call but it. but they've had a bunch of bandits and thieves sneaking up, which is why they're threatening you at the border. Uh, Fierne and the divine, you know, and the divine dragon are allied. Um, and then that's when we first meet Hortensia and her uh, retainers. Which yes. I, if I'm... Re- yeah, which, in my opinion, are the two worst characters in the game. But that's a personal opinion. Apparently, some people actually like Gold Mary and her stuck-up, full-of-herself self. <laughs> I don't think I've had a... Lizada's like, just weird. Yeah, they uh, maybe they get better uh, down the road, but I think as their enemies, I'm, they have... I'm still hoping so, but I have not um, had that happen. And you're farther than I am, so that, that does not bode well for those characters. And once again, that's a personal preference some people like old mary and how full of herself she is i guess yeah i think uh well if, it, yeah it'd be spoiler to talk about that we, i was going to mention something but yeah you're, you're absolutely right uh we do get her character moment and she is very full of herself like hey i'm here don't worry everybody the battle's over type thing um and uh yeah so like we're heading into you know the kingdom of might we're trying to get more rings and of course, the the kingdom of Volusia is um, 
does not have an alliance or do they, yeah, they don't have an alliance, right? Uh, essentially, um, while Fierne has an alliance with uh, Brodia, Brodia has often attacked Illusia, and Illusia has fought back, I guess. And once again, because like Illusia was invading Fierne, they're also invading Brodia. After we get to the castle, we meet uh, Morion and Diamant, um, and then. Uh, Lucia's attacking, so we... I can't remember if it was a skirmish or no. Ivy attacks the castle, we fight them, fight her off, and then Lucia's attacking the border, and we go out, and Morion gets captured. Uh, not fully killed, but captured. The king, yeah. Yep, Morion the king gets captured, and we chase them to Lucia, which is where we reach chapter 10 and 11. And along the way, in between, in the video, in the in between things, we've met this mysterious girl named Vale, who shows up and stops a corrupted because Alir gets freaked out by a sudden unexpected corrupted. Um, and then we meet her once or twice more, and she just seems to be a weird little girl that shouldn't be with chains on her legs that somehow is surviving out there, even though it seems like she shouldn't be able to. Ah, she was. Actually, quite important. We'll find out here in chapter ten as we reach it. Well, it's really is it not revealed? So I'm again, I'm trying not to uh, to go further than ten eleven, but it's revealed that she is the she's working for the enemy, right? She is the enemy. So yeah, we've met her. She uh, essentially, uh, you know, we're chasing after Morian, who's been kidnapped or captured, uh, and she actually directs us to the cathedral we're trying to find to stop the. Uh, resurrection of the fell dragon, I believe, or whatever is going on. Um, and uh, we get there and we fight through the first battle. In chapter 10, we fight our way. Uh, Morian's been turned into a corrupted. Uh, and we find out that after the, during the post battle discussion, that the fell dragon's already been resurrected and Vale is actually her, his daughter. Yeah. And Yep, it's a big moment for sure. Yep. Uh, early on, uh, there was a mysterious character who killed uh, Lumera and dropped a weird crystal that turned out to be a dragon time crystal, which is your divine pulse of this game. And um, during the chapter ten post battle scene, credit or post battle scene, while everyone's doing the standard sit there and wait while the bad guys do all their things instead of actually doing something. Uh, you know, chat, even though, you know, there's plenty of time to actually try and do some stuff. But no. Like, they say, well, we've got to run while they just stand there and watch. Uh, vale steals the Dragon Time Crystal and then steals all the rings from us. Yeah. Yeah. The, this is a big moment, like, just from a gameplay perspective where prior to 10, not gameplay, but story-wise... Prior to 10 slash 11, I was like, I don't know. Like, the story is very, like, yeah, it felt very straightforward. Like, these are the bad guys. Everybody mm-hmm. else is the good guys. There's there's no, there doesn't appear to be any, you know, in between. Then this these chapters come along, and, and very clearly, yes. like, we are starting to see the the gray you know like the the folks that were on the bad side. And again, in line with Fire Emblem, like, they were working for the bad guys. They they thought they were doing right by their, you know, king and country, but they but they very much weren't. And 
this is a dual chapter because, and it warns you ahead of time, Marth gives a very cryptic like, hey, before we go into this chapter, this might be our last time to stock up. I mean, you are going after what essentially has been set up as the the big bad castle. Um, so it yeah. makes sense, you know, story-wise to, to give that warning. But um, I think also the game states that this is a double chapter. You'll be here yes. for multiple battles. Which yeah. is only two, but multiple battles. Exactly. So. It does not warn you, though, that you're going to lose all your rings, which was a pretty big moment no. for me. You know, I was like, holy crap. I, mean, I was a little more intrigued in the story. It was still kind of standard, but like Vale, there was clearly something more with her. Um, you know, uh, I was also wondering, like, we're already up to six of the six of the 12 rings. How are they going to make this last for a standard Fire Emblem game length of 20 plus chapters? So, you know, because if we're gathering the rings this quickly, we'll have all 12 before chapter, you know, 15. Mm-hmm. But that that is how they take away six of your rings. Yeah. Um, and if you have the DLC, you get to keep your bracelets, though. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, yeah. But I mean, it was a big moment because up until this point, like you, I don't know if you were, but I certainly was like using the rings. Is it OK? This is the new mechanic. This is what we're going to use. Like I. I Yep. You came to rely on them because they had special skills, right? They have special skills, and they, you also can inherit those skills, which is um, how you get uh, up to five skills per character. Uh, or is it four skills? I guess it's four skills. Your unique skill, character's unique skill, uh, class skill for their advanced class, and then two inherited skills. Uh, plus, you can have a chain of skills off of the you know ring you're wearing. And it's like, oh, I got plenty of time. Oh, the story's kind of getting interesting, so I'll just keep going. And then suddenly, oh, crap, I can't work leveling these rings up anymore because they're gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're taking uh, they, they're taking away from you, which honestly is not um, like it's not. So if the story before this had had sort of like maybe shown signs that this was like a very traditional Fire Emblem story, like, you know, these are the bad guys, you're the good guys and fight. Um, them taking away your rings was really like a signal of like, okay, no, this isn't a traditional Fire Emblem story. I honestly, up until this point, realized like, oh, we're just going to get a new ring every couple chapters and eventually we'll be strong enough to take on the bad guys. And and, and maybe that was naive of me to, to think that, especially after Three Houses, which had like such a an immense and varied story. Um, it really didn't make sense mm-hmm. for this one to completely snap back to like, oh, you know, good versus evil go type thing. It's it's uh it's really interesting that they take all your rings away, right? Still kind of good versus evil go type thing. But it at least at this point, um but it's just like, you know, they've given you this MacGuffin, they've put a hard and fast number of twelve on it, and you're making progress pretty steadily, so it's like, wow, this is going along pretty quickly, and then suddenly you're like, uh, oh, rug pull you're suddenly not making as much progress as you thought. Here's a, I think, pretty good twist. I enjoyed it. You know, oh, yeah. It was, oh, I thought it was I mean, a good the, twist, The veil one I half suspected, you know, something was odd about her. So when she heel-turned, I was, like, not horribly surprised. No. So. Neither was I. I mean, I again, was, like, there's something more to that character as she... Oh, yeah. You know, mysteriously shows up and then mysteriously disappears, like doesn't 
really want anything to do with you, but also has an interest in you and your and your friends. Uh, it's and, and yeah. There's this other little th- tidbit that Vale puts out uh, when you first meet her, um, whether it was an act or what was going on. Uh, although she does seem to have different eyes when you first meet her and when she betrays you in the uh, cathedral, uh, which is interesting. Uh, but whether it was an act or not, she seems to be looking for her sister. At least for me, she was looking for her sister. I chose female O'Lear, who uh, is a fellow dragon. Uh, she has her sister's dragon stone, which is still whole, which means that they're still alive. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, were you male or female Allier in your playthrough? Female Allier, yeah. So sister. Okay. Yeah. I won't confirm or deny it, but I suspect that the sister is you. Yes. To bring that mention up, it feels, and not you not playing male Allier means I can't verify if she was looking for a brother in the other version. If you pick male Allier. Right. Hmm. That's so. a good point. But no, I I got that sense as well that like oh well it's. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah. that sense there's, as well that we're her sister. Mysterious character who's looking for a sister, and there's definitely something more to her with the chains around her feet, her bare feet, and the weird crown-like thing in her hair. So, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and again, like I think this final chapter here, chapter eleven, where you are basically running for your life, um, yes. kind of changes things up as well, where you have a bunch of strong units. And these strong units have your emblems that they're using against you. And the game does give you, this map does give you the ability to basically stay one step ahead of the very powerful units. But I ended up having to leave a couple of stronger units behind to kind of slow down some of the advancing enemies, right? So some, but really you just need to get a leer to the end, right? Yeah, I was able to fight my way around, way down as people caught up to me. If I could reach him, I would be able to smack him and run, kill him and run. Um, about halfway down the map, you get a trio of new units as Ivy, who uh, you have previously fought twice and spared both times, or second time spared because she was left to be a sacrifice when they kidnapped Morian, um, joins up and helps you. And this is where the game logic breaks a little. Uh, as you're starting the chapter, Vale has the time, Dragon Time Stone and is using it to steal the rings after you kill the enemies who she gave them to and give them to new corrupted units to use. Um, and when Ivy, Vale, uh, and uh, not Vale, it's, uh, I think it's another V. What's his name? Oh, um... the guy who's sarcastic or who has asterisk words all the time. Uh... Ivy Kigetsu and. Oh, Zelkov. Zelkov. V. V at the end, not the beginning. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're Zelkov up here. Zelkov has stolen uh, the ring from uh, Ivy's dead father, uh, Lucina's ring, and the Dragon Time Crystal. Yet, in this map, if you kill any of the corrupted with the rings, she still manages to steal the time the rings away from you again which logically she shouldn't be able to because you have the time crystal back and she no longer has it. Right. But well, hand wave that away. It's know. fine. Yes. We need to, we need to get those rings back another way, you know? Yeah. Uh, no, you can't get the rings back yet. Story reasons. Story. Don't worry. We'll, we'll get around to it. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I, I felt like personally at this moment, finishing 
10 slash 11, I had said in the discord, like this was, this was a moment in the game that kind of turned the story. Like I was enjoying the story, but this made it more interesting and, and had me looking forward to um, seeing where it went from there. And, and I mean, there are just so many characters in this game alongside the fact that you have characters from previous games and characters from from previous games as part of DLC. I've not purchased the DLC yet, although I think I think I'm getting closer. Like I think I might just pick it up while I'm still playing because I have not finished the game. And all all the bonus emblems are out. All we're waiting for is the additional story, which you know, yeah, may have playable characters to the main story like it did last time, but that I, I'd probably save for a second playthrough. Yes, that's a good point. I don't. Well, I mean, yeah, I think it would be. I think it'd be similar to the way Three Houses handled it, but. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, we said we would do it. We and and we did it. Uh, we did a spoiler chat for for up to chapter ten slash eleven. Although um, Eddie and I are are going to commit to doing uh, another check in. Uh, we'll schedule yes. it for for two weeks from now. And I think we were there's another big event story later on uh, that it is chapter twenty one twenty two. Okay. Um, if we don't get there, we might do a small mini one because there's another sort of uh, big story beat in chapter 17, I think it happens. Uh, so if we don't get all the way to 21-22, we'll probably discuss up to chapter 17, I believe. Very good. 16 or 17, maybe 18, but pretty sure it's 17 that way, where we yeah. want to discuss. Uh, for those who don't remember chapter numbers it's when you return to fiernay the first map back in fiernay after all this stuff that has happened right as we circle around the world yes yeah so i'm still working on that and um maybe i'll be able to push myself over the edge and pick up the dlc and we can also chat about the some of the dlc heroes as well as you said they're all available um and we've we've touched on them before but uh yeah yes. continue to play fire emblem engage and we will uh we will chat more spoilers uh next episode when we should theoretically only have a legendary hero to discuss not two banners so we'll be in a bit of a lull uh for fire emblem heroes but um every time i say that uh someone corrects me it's like no it's actually going to be the busiest week we've ever had so uh, but I, that's not looking to be I mean, the case. <laughs> they could drop something to make that happen, but as of right now, according to the schedule or you know the yeah the calendar and everything, it shouldn't be that busy. Yeah, exactly. Of course, real life can mess things up too. So you never know. We'll see how it goes, and and hopefully everything goes well, and we'll be here in just a couple of weeks to chat more Fire Emblem Heroes and Fire Emblem Engage. But uh, until then. Visit us on the web at gamersinpodcast.com slash fay. Check out the uh, Fire Emblem channel and the Gamers In Discord at bit.ly slash TGI Discord. You can follow us on Twitter. You can find me at R. Murphy, Eddie at Drowfear, and don't forget to follow at the Gamers In for show updates. Uh, that's going to do it for this episode of Summoner's Call. Have a great couple weeks and happy summoning. Mm-hmm.